to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Injured List Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Scott. It's my pleasure to be here with you all for this first new episode of 2021. It's great to have a sort of fresh start here in the new year, and I hope that everyone was able to enjoy their holidays this year despite all that is going on in the world. Uh, Let us hope that the start of this new year brings us closer to some normalcy as we continue to battle the coronavirus Um, Good news on that front, as many of us healthcare workers have already received at least their first round of vaccinations, and by all accounts of those that I'm in contact with as friends and colleagues, there's been a great response by the healthcare industry in getting these vaccines distributed and administered, so let us hope that this continues and transitions to the general population just as smoothly. I wanted to start this episode with a sort of year in review. 2020 posed some great challenges for me, both professionally and personally, as I'm sure it did for many of you as well. I tried my best to take those challenges head on and to do the best that I could. I took the same approach with the start and development of this podcast last spring. The goal of my podcast has all along been to provide a uniquely entertaining and educational foray into the world of sports medicine from my point of view as a certified sports medicine expert since 2001. Throughout my career, I've had the opportunity to work closely with players, coaches, fans, athletic administrators, owners, general managers in a variety of settings while helping manage their sports injuries. This has allowed me to observe the many facets of the world of sport. I've been on the field, in the locker room, in the athletic training room, in the front office, and on the road. I've seen personal and professional success and achievements, as well as tragedies. I've seen firsthand the highs and lows of those who make their careers in sport. Through my podcast, I've tried to draw on these experiences as I discuss topics related to my profession. I've tried to do this in a variety of ways. Interviews, pre- and post-draft analysis, player analysis, reviews of documentaries or sports uh, exposés, and I've had guest spots on my show, and I've also done guest spots on other sports talk shows. I've tried to be that expert that I often seek but cannot truly find on other sports talk shows across the various media platforms. So with that said, I hope to be able to continue doing this and making it grow even bigger and better with each passing season. So I hope with your help, I can make that happen. With that in mind, I have a request. For those of you who listen, thank you. Keep listening. Share my podcast. Share my stories and my information. Rate and review my podcast. I need feedback. I want to know what works and what does not. I want to know what topics you all want to learn about and discuss. I receive and ask for no monetary support for all this. I have done it and will continue to do it on my own with my own resources. It's a hobby that has been growing on me more and more. It's becoming a passion, to be honest. It's a lot of fun, much like sport was when I was a kid and played. 
I do it for the camaraderie, the continuing education, and my love of sport. It is fun. It helps me keep my skills and knowledge of my craft sharp. Some of you might ask, why should we listen to your podcast? I sum it up like this. From the famous movie Tommy Boy, one of the great quotes, I'll tell you what, you can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a bull's ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Perkentile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injuryless Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. Devil's Advocate's first annual Super Bowl boxes are up on the site. So if you guys want to buy some boxes, they are $25 per box. Listen, guys, I'm making them exclusive to just Devil's Advocate followers for the first week. So until Monday, only people that follow the show can buy boxes. They're $25 a piece. The payouts are going to be quarter one winner gets $375. Halftime gets $750. Q3, $375. And the winner of the final score will get $1,000 payout. Again, $25 per box. No limit on how many you can purchase. Only for Devil's Advocates followers up until Monday, guys. And they're going quick. We have like 15 of them already gone. Uh, maybe even more. I haven't checked. So if you want some boxes, you better get on it soon. All you got to do is do go to the Devil's Advocate uh, Facebook page. You'll see the spreadsheet on there. You'll see what numbers are taken. You send the money via PayPal. In the PayPal comments, you let me know what boxes you want. As long as the money's there, I put you in and it's locked for you guys. We're going to be, uh, as soon as the boxes are all sold, we're going to be um, randomly picking the numbers for both the AFC and NFC representatives. So Super Bowl boxes are up. Please go to the site, check them out, buy some boxes as soon as you can, because they're, they're going to come out soon. All right, so first, I'm going to bring in my first guest right away. He's been waiting. I'm sorry, Tuesday Night Delight, but he logged in first. So I'm going to go to Brian in North Carolina. Brian, let me unmute you real quick and say hi. Hey, what's going on, Brian? Hey, happy, happy New, New Year, year brother. Happy, happy 2021. We made it. What is on your mind, buddy? Never thought I'd see the, the light here at the end of the tunnel, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So, 
Uh, what do you want to talk about first, man? What's on your mind? Well, so some, some breaking news last week, and I posted this on my Facebook page. Um, some pretty shocking news for uh, hockey fans, Ranger fans in particular. Henrik Lundqvist diagnosed and apparently has been diagnosed for many years with a heart condition, but recently found out while being uh, checked on for the Washington Capitals that his condition has progressed to the point where it's quite severe and he's going to need some major open heart reconstructive surgery, which is quite shocking. Um, in all the years I followed the Rangers and on all the years I've been involved in healthcare, I never actually even knew he had a cardiac condition. And to hear that it got to the point at, as a 38-year-old elite athlete that he needs a major, major open heart surgery, um, that's pretty shocking. So unfortunate for him, uh, wishing him a speedy recovery and a successful surgery. It's a major, major procedure that he's having done. Wow. Yeah. Not uh, for the faint of heart, no pun intended. Um, it's a procedure that I am familiar with that when I spent some time in cardiac surgery that I did do and uh, not a very small procedure at all. It's a very risky procedure and um, hopefully he'll pull through it okay and have a nice, long, healthy life uh, moving forward. But unfortunately, uh, he's done with hockey officially now. So Wow, he's done for good. Oh, yeah. Huh? He's not come back. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. So his... Uh... I guess his uh, his career is over. What a career he had. So Rangers fans, some bad news out there, even though he's not on the team anymore. But um, surefire Hall of Famer, I would say, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, he'll be a Hall of Famer without a doubt. He's he's pretty up there as far as uh, NHL rankings and uh, career wins and whatnot. And a consummate professional, uh, as a trophy winner, um, near uh, NHL champion, made it to the finals a couple of times, I think, with the Rangers and uh, played his whole career with them. Um, uh, Hall of, um, um, Olympic medalist, so definite Hall of Famer without a doubt. Wow, just a good all around hockey fans. I I was unaware. I didn't see it anywhere. Uh, I guess a few people did see it, but um, that sucks, man. That's terrible. Thirty eight years old. He didn't want his career to end this way, and let's just hope he pulls through yeah. and has a long, prosperous life from here, and he stays healthy. So yeah, and you know, so exciting to hear that hockey is actually going to be starting again, a shortened preseason and then a shortened regular season. They'll be playing, I think, 56 games, and uh, it should be pretty intense. Um, hockey, uh, one of the more intense sports when it comes down to playoff time, and when you subtract all those games from the regular season, it makes every regular season game that much more important now. So I'm looking forward to a really intense and competitive uh, hockey season. There's a lot of good young talent in the league right now. And it should be an exciting season. So that's going to get started in like another. So world. are they back in their own stadiums now? Are we doing the Canada bubble thing? What, what's going on this year for hockey? Uh, no Canada bubble. Um, I think that Canadian teams will be playing in neutral sites in and around the U.S. And I think that, and that could be, I, I could be mistaken. I haven't really checked up on it. Um, and I think they'll be playing a limited schedule, mostly within their region or conference. Uh, similar probably to like what basketball is doing. Sure. Um, but yeah, should be fun, should be exciting. Um, hockey did a great job during their actual bubble playoff competition, similar to what the NBA did. But now with the regular season and having to travel, I'm sure it's going to be um, a little bit more hectic at the start. The only good news now is that uh, vaccinations have been rolling out, and I'm happy to say I got my first vaccination as a healthcare provider, and I've got my second one scheduled. And so far, things seem to be going well with that. Hopefully, it is as effective as they say. And uh, hopefully we'll be getting back to a normal way of life again very shortly here in 2021. So oh. vaccines are are being administered. A lot of the healthcare 
uh, profession has already received them, and they're doing a great job getting them out to distributing them and administering them. And I can vouch on from the healthcare side that a lot of people are all for it. It's been very little resistance in the healthcare world about getting them done. Uh, people have been really on board, and it's been a great to see. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk a little football, right? The the wild card weekend is coming up. We're gonna get into a little uh, debate later, I'm sure, with the other guys about how the teams made the playoffs and that the Dolphins at 10 wins didn't make the playoffs. But what do you think about this whole situation with the Eagles, man? You think, you know, we all watched it. We all know this happens, but nobody, I guess, really understood going into that Sunday night game, especially that they flexed it out as a Sunday night game. Philly had no desire to win that game whatsoever. I'd love to hear your comments about what the hell, because I'm watching it and I'm like, oh man, Jalen Hurts is going to come back in this game. He's playing well. He's running with the ball. He's throwing it pretty decent. All of a sudden, fourth down and goal comes. They don't kick the field goal. They go for it and then they pull him in the second half. And that guy, you know, they said, oh, they wanted to take a look at the backup quarterback. Yeah, bull. That guy was terrible. They knew they were losing that game. What are your thoughts about it? So they, they didn't pull Jalen Hurts until the fourth quarter, not even the second half. They waited until the fourth quarter to pull him. No, they didn't. Yeah, I was uh-huh. like, are you sure? I thought it was the early fourth oh, quarter. Oh, definitely. Definitely in the third quarter for sure. Well, that's even more surprising then because they were given up before. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a joke, and it's actually uh, quite disappointing to see. Um, there's no reason for it uh, unless you're looking to get fired as a head coach um, and unless you're looking to really um, put a stain on the franchise because – Jalen Hurts is your guy. He is the future. And there's a good chance that Wentz is probably not going to come back, uh, nor should they really take him back. He's not played, played well. Got a lot of guaranteed money there. I know. But, you know, I mean, this guy, he, he looked terrible at times out there this year. Uh, Hurts is the quarterback of the future for them. They don't really have much down the pipeline. And if you want to see what the guy's made up of, then that's the kind of game that you want him in. I don't care if it's the first game or the last game of the season. And they basically threw in the towel. But what I don't understand is why you would throw in the towel uh, for in favor of Washington uh, in spite of the Giants. Like, I'm not really sure. Like, is this a personal vendetta that he had against? No, it was totally pick fake. They didn't want the ninth pick. They wanted the sixth pick. That's that's the thing that drives me crazy because we're talking about football. And in football, uh, moving up three spots in the draft is not going to make you suddenly turn around from a bottom dwelling team to a Super Bowl contender uh next year. So to to justify that move uh in order to move up three spots in the draft is is ludicrous. So I, I don't really understand it. Uh, you're not going to get a franchise player at number nine. And even if you did get a franchise player, he's not going to turn your franchise around to, to, to the point where you go to the Super Bowl. One guy doesn't have that kind of impact in football. It's just a fact. You know, you've got 22 guys on two sides of the ball plus special teams players. Uh, there's a lot going on in the football field. The coaching staff is very important. Uh, strategies and game plans and uh, carrying out your, uh, you know, your, your, your plan uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, that goes more than what any one talent can do. So I, I really don't understand it. Absolutely not. I mean, and what do you do about it, though? What's the penalty? I mean, it, there's an incentive for teams to lose. We talked about it with the Jets for the – the last four games of the season, why are they winning? Why are they doing this? They want to get the number one pick in the draft, and then they don't do that. So I don't understand what, what we could do about it. How do you change it? How do you you do it? Even the NBA tanks at the end of the year just to get extra lottery 
know, right? You would, you would which think don't that. even work out you know, you in would favor because it's all it's all probability caught a base, but I don't know what we do. Well, I don't you know. Would, you would think that would be one way to to kind of nip it in the butt would be to make it more of a probability thing than to actually guarantee the pick, right? But obviously in the NBA, even that doesn't help you. You're trying to increase your chances, but I think you're less likely to probably throw one game to do that in the NFL versus, you know, in the NBA, you have way more. Yeah, ask Knicks fans if it works in basketball, right? It never works out. They never get the number one right. pick. Right. So there's no guarantee you're going to get a high draft pick there either. But um, I, I don't know. There's got to be some type of penalty. I think the NFL, it has a pretty ugly looking stain on the NFL this year. Um, it'll be forgotten, you know, come next year. But still, it's, it's going to be talked about for a little while. Um, and I, you know, I think Joe Judge got some unfair criticism for his comment. I think he was spot on with what he said. You know, this was a very um, extenuating circumstance this year with the season and the way it was done and the fact that players were asked to make some sacrifices, staff was asked to make some sacrifices, organizations as a whole made sacrifices, families of players and staff made sacrifices to allow the season to commence and go forward and for everybody to be competitive and have a chance. And then you have the Eagles coach, you know, pulling that kind of crap. It's basically a slap in the face to the entire organization, the entire league. And yeah. I think Joe Judge was right on the money. He he didn't shun responsibility from the fact that the Giants were in charge of their own destiny. But then he was also quick to say, you know, that's not something that we would ever do for the simple fact that we have all these, we did all these things to make this season happen and to to basically throw it away um, on the last game of the season like that and basically give up. Uh, well, listen, like I said earlier, the Giants did not deserve to make a playoffs. I mean, they're uh, six, six and ten. The bottom line is win more games. God damn it. If you were eight and eight, if the Giants were just eight and eight, 500 team this year, they would have made the playoffs easily. And I could even, you know, if you want to pinpoint one thing in the Giants season, it was Evan Ingram. I hate to do this, but Jesus, if this guy would have caught three, I, I swear to God, I went back and I thought about it. If this guy caught three balls throughout the season, screw that. If he caught one in that game against the first time they played Philly, to win the game, that's all you have to do is catch that pass, and they made the playoffs. So, and this guy's a pro bowler. We talked about it last time on the show. I was texting about it. He he was responsible for the interception in the game against the Cowboys, which we were lucky to win. And I, I just I don't understand what we're doing ever, with Evan Ingram. I don't understand how he made the Pro Bowl. I don't even. He guys got to have more drops this year alone, and probably in his career than any other tight end. And yet everybody oh, thinks yeah. this, this good. year it was uh it was highlighted. I mean, oh, I, horrible. and he made the Pro Bowl. It's just hey, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I do want to acknowledge one comment that came in, Daryl. I have to respectfully disagree with you, brother. They did not play to win that game. I know the man. I mean, pulling your quarterback that was definitely going to. I'm telling you, Jalen Hurts played that whole game. Philly wins that game. Philly was beating the Redskins that game. I truly believe that in my heart and soul. Yeah, Washington could have thrown an interception or fumbled, but come on. You know what you're doing. They didn't pull everybody, but, I mean, did you see that quarterback? Did you see when he fumbled the snap and kicked it? He didn't even fall on it. It was just a debacle. They knew they were going to lose that game. They wanted to lose the game. That's even why they didn't kick the field goal to tie the game. I think it was either late in the second half or late in the third quarter. It was just a ridiculous. Well, I saw, I saw some reports that were saying that some of the players on the sideline were actually uh, very um, angry 
at the head coach Peterson were actually directing. Some- oh, did you see Jalen Hurts' face? He was pissed. Oh, yeah. Well, aside from him, not not even just him, but some of the offensive linemen and some of the defensive players were also kind of like um, uh, getting almost to the point where they were going to have an altercation with the head coach and had to be actually restrained. And I, I didn't see this, but this is what I read on some reports uh, that there was a lot of um, a lot of disgruntled players on the sideline when the decision was made to pull him out. And Hurts apparently knew that that was going to happen but was actually surprised when it was actually carried out. Like he, he had heard and was told. It was that, that game. Right. And he had heard and was told that that may have been a possibility, but he didn't think it was going to happen with the score and the game being the way it was at the time that happened. So that's yeah. unfortunate. Well, well real quick, Brian, I want to take a break for just one minute here. I'm just a lot of people are watching right now. I just want to thank everybody. Wish everybody out there a happy new year and just reiterate one more time, guys. We would love to have more people, more guests on the show. So if you want to be a part of the show, please, by all means, let me know. All you got to do is download an app. It's scrolling on the bottom of your screen. I love the comments that are coming in. But again, guys, Devil's Advocate has exclusive Super Bowl boxes for sale right now. Go to the Devil's Advocate Facebook page. Look at the boxes. Pick your boxes. They're $25 a piece. Final gets $1,000. Halftime, $750. First and third quarter, $375. They're going fast. So make sure you get out there, buy those boxes up, and let's have some fun. Brian, I'm up against it a little bit. I got people chomping at the bit, ready to talk to me. So uh, what else do you have left before I let you go? Um, I think we covered a lot, actually, more than I was planning on doing. So um, I'll kind of let it back to you, man, and get some other people on, and let's hear some more topics. And I'll be watching in the background and commenting on the side here. So, awesome, uh, man. Well, you stay on board, you comment, and uh, take care, man. Happy New Year. And by the way, guys, he has his own podcast called The Injured List. Check it out. Check out the website, theinjuredlist.com. Good stuff. Brian, I'll see you next time. All right, buddy? All right, and I'll be around. If anybody has any questions, feel free. Any to- injury questions, yeah, let us know. Out. And Brian, I have a question. If you could just comment on it after I let you go. The Browns, right? The Browns, uh, Kevin Stefanski is not going to be available this weekend. They had half a squad going against Philly, uh, against Pittsburgh, uh, eked out a win there. So let us know if you know anything about the Browns and who's playing and who's not. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look and see what I can find. And All right, man. we'll get back to you on that one. And if you have any other injury news you want people to know about, let us know too. No, well, I did hear that Washington is thinking about adding, doing like a split quarterback rotation in the playoffs yes. game against Tampa Bay. I'm not sure why, because you had a guy basically on one leg lead your team into the playoffs and has a winning record when every other quarterback in your organization has failed to do, and then you release your number one draft pick from this past year because he's just an idiot, and then you're going to go and say on a playoff game now that you're going to substitute and swap out. I, I don't get that, but you know, kudos to Alex Smith, comeback player of the decade. Absolutely, absolutely. It just tells me you may not be 100% healthy, but rolling in for you, Brian. Michael Thomas, is he playing for New Orleans? So I'm sure right, you're going to be I'll keep it going. If I can get back on later, I will. Otherwise, I'll just throw some comments up. All right, man. I'll talk All to right. you later. Yep. Thank you. Devil's Advocate Sports Talk, guys. We're here live every single Tuesday night. Love the comments coming in. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, checking out, supporting the show. This is where fans are heard. We have more fans that want to be heard. I don't know. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com.